Hey, I'm John from Two Dud Dads. Quick question, how much does it cost to get someone to look after your kids for an hour? Oh, and does it matter how many kids I'm dropping off there? Because there's my two, Josh and Gracie, and Boogie's little girl, Emilia. Anyway, bear it in mind when you listen to the show, and when you realise we're not responsible enough to be around our own children, you'll feel you want to make a donation to that cause. I'll leave it with you. Thanks. Oh, and enjoy the show. Two dud dads discuss daughters being understanding, sharing parental responsibility, conception. Hello, yes, we are two dud dads. I'm John Ellis. He's Boogie. Uh, We're a couple of blokes off the radio trying to be better dads, and this podcast is here to help us. And, you know, maybe you. That's why we've got the help of two expert dads you might also happen to know from the radio. Grant Stott and Gary Spence are our dude dads dishing out dad vice for your dilemmas. It's all good. All works. Now, we know what you were doing in lockdown and, you know, you completed Netflix and Prime and that's why you're in this mess in the first place, and that's why we're here to help you. Uh, Bex, our women's health expert, is taking us through pregnancy so you know what to expect as a new dad and how you can help out. Uh, and this is a safe space for dads to talk about where we've gone wrong. Uh, seeing as how we're on the cravings, Boogs, when, when uh, Lynn was pregnant with Josh, um, fairly early on, craving stage, I was in town. Uh, it was a Tuesday evening. I was playing badminton with my mates. Um, getting all sort of, you know, hot and sweaty. And I came out at seven o'clock after I finished, got into the car and the phone rang and it was Lynn. She said, uh, hiya, how was your match? Did you have a good time? I said, uh, oh yes, thanks, darling. It was all what right. do you want? Yeah, I just had a good time. Oh, brilliant. That's good. Did you win your match? I said, well, I won some, didn't, you know, didn't win them all. That's brilliant. Okay. Um, uh, listen, what if you could do me a wee favour on the way home? I said, okay. Uh-huh. She said, um, could you go in to uh, the Chinese and Bankery? It's on the way. It's on the way. And could you pick me up some spring rolls? I've already phoned ahead. So you just have to pick them up. It's all done. I said, I, I just, I came in with my, came in my shorts and my T-shirt. Don't, I, don't, I don't, I didn't take my wallet. I don't think I've got, I've got any money with me. Okay, bye. <laughs> so I've got a 15, a 15 mile drive in which to try and scroll out, what, I don't know, £2.50. So I'm frantically scratching about in the car. You know, you've always got a bit of change in the car. Yeah. And I I got to the Chinese and I went in and there's this little Chinese man behind the counter. He looks up and says, oh, yeah, stupid pregnant woman. I said, well, she's she's no stupid. She is pregnant, yeah. I said, I'm sorry, I've not got a bigger order, but, you know, that's the money for it. Does that cover it? And he went and he got this bag of spring rolls and he plonked them in the desk. I said, how, 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 did you, how did you know she was pregnant? He says, look around. He says, it's a busy restaurant. You see all these waiters and waitresses? I said, yeah. He said, every one of them is my child. He said, I, I know stupid pregnant women. I, I know desperate father. So the, yeah. the, the moral of the story is always make sure, no matter where you go, always make sure in that wee cubby bit, whether you're supposed to put the change in your car, make sure you've yeah. got at least enough for a have some change rolls. in there. Yeah. My wife, um, when she was pregnant, she, the only thing that she really craved was um, like caramel and you know really sugary stuff. Oh yeah. Um, and she 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 hadn't been feeling too great. She went to the doctors, and there's some sort of I'm not a medical expert, as will become apparent over the next few weeks, <laughs> but the, it's some sort of diabetes which is related to pregnancy. 
It's called oh. like pregnancy diabetes or something like that. That, that sounds and, legit, yeah. And she went to, to get a test and they took the, some blood and they went, oh yeah, blood sugar's quite high. Um, and she literally licking her fingers went, is it because of the big bar of caramel I've just had? <laughs> <laughs> and they went, that might be it. Can you do the test again tomorrow without the caramel? And we'll see how it is. Next day goes back and it was absolutely fine. <laughs> True story. So, you know what? You keep that change in the car. Make sure there's a big bar of caramel in there as well. Two dud dads with the poor nice lady. Here's the bit that'll make sense of it all. Bex is a women's health expert. So, Bex, when the uh, non-pregnant member of the couple is watching on, totally baffled by what's going on with all the mood swings and morning sickness and cravings, what is actually happening? For the most part, it's just hormone fluctuations. So the body is trying to figure out how to deal with this new entity that is inside the body. So it is usually around... Um, being tired, being mentally sort of feeling okay, and then having something brand new in your body trying to cause all sorts of havoc. Cravings and mood swings and things like uh, like that. Um, cravings are why are they so unusual? They're never, you know, it's never just a normal thing like a sandwich that you crave. It's like pencil sharpenings or. <laughs> 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 it's melted di- melted dairy milk bottle toast <laughs> with, with tuna. Yeah, bottle caps, that kind of thing. Why why are they so yeah. odd? Um, so some of them are a, a lot of a lot of cravings are to do with deficiencies, so vitamin deficiencies in the body. So you your body kind of goes, I want the weirdest ones I think I've had is um, chalk. Somebody wanted to have chalk, um, but the the weirdest one uh, I definitely have heard is floor polish. So wow. the lady could Ooh. not stop eating floor polish to the point <laughs> she had to ring she had to ring the doctor to make sure, and she had to ring the company to make sure that it was okay for her to have but there was something in the floor polish um it was some kind of waxy stuff usually a lot of it like the pickles and things a lot of that is to do with some kind of vitamin deficiency that you have so pickles ice cream and chocolate sauce or something like that i think i've heard lots of Uh, it's usually that there's something that is missing that you need I was just thinking of that girl with the floor polish. I mean, you want to ask her to lick, yeah. the, door, lick the floor on the way out, eh? Yeah, <laughs> it was a very particular kind. Of, very strange. Very strange. What about kicks, baby kicking? First time mums will usually get it around 16 weeks. Um, some uh, second time mums can get it around 14 weeks. And it starts off like butterflies in your stomach is what the most common thing that people say. It's butterflies, like feelings that you just got butterflies in your stomach and then you kind of go get tuned into it and go, Ooh, that's the baby. And then they obviously, as the baby gets bigger um, and they start moving some of their limbs, it'll get bigger, but there's no foot that you can see coming through the belly. There's lots of fat and layers of muscles before then. (laughs) You just know the butterflies are wearing work boots. Yeah. (laughs) Any, any overall advice for mums at this stage, maybe they've got sore backs or sore feet or, or sore everything. Any, this stage of pregnancy life hacks? Yeah, the life hacks for this stage of pregnancy, this is when you're supposed to be glowing. So when you're getting the, the first initial, second second trimester, um, you get that initial sort of morning sickness, you get over that, and this is where your hair starts looking fantastic mm-hmm. and you start feeling a lot better because you, your body's starting to adjust to the fact that you've got the baby, your hormones are settling down a little this bit. This is when you're blooming, isn't it? This is what, the, you know. Yeah, usually this yeah. is at the point at which they people do say, I mean, if you're in a stressful job, 
job, you're not blooming, you're just getting through the day. But um, so the life hacks for this point is um, this is a point at which it's good to exercise. So you don't want to, you, you, so you pass a point of potential miscarriage. So that, that core heat that you try and prevent if you've had previous miscarriages before. So you get past that stage and then you can do some exercise and really allow, because you've got all this beautiful relaxing coming in. So uh, which relaxes some of the muscles. So now's a great time to do yoga. It's a really good time to go for walks. You may not want to do kickboxing if you weren't already doing kickboxing, <laughs> but um, if you're already doing kickboxing, it's great to continue. And this is a really good time to start looking at just sort of thinking and preparing around the later stages. So booking your NCT classes and looking at talking to the hospitals about what kind of birth options there are around you and finding your doula. The next time that we speak to you, Bex, we're going to be talking about getting ready for, for the arrival of the baby. So things like, you know, yeah. getting the nursery painted and building the buggy and building the cot. And um, we're just going to basically wonder if, if it's okay for mum to do all that whilst we sit and watch the football <laughs> or whether we have to come and help out or, you know. Uh-huh. So um, hopefully... Um, just you know, hopefully you'll be able to answer those questions for us next week. Okay, terrific. I look forward to it. Two dad dads. At last, some professionals, the dude dads. Our two dads are here. Another dilemma for them to solve coming up in just a minute. On the subject of lumps and bumps this week, though, um, what, what did you guys call call the bump when they were in mum's tum? Well, you must have had two for a start, Gary. I'd called it the bump because anything else would be creepy as hell. <laughs> oh, really? Um, I've got no time for all that. I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to hang up here if I hear that any of you actually spoke to the bump. No, um, no, no. I was very, I was very old school. I couldn't, and I'm sure you had this, I couldn't even get the, the girls to kick. I mean, it was always, I, I seemed to have this magic hand where I could stop a baby kicking by touching <laughs> the, uh, the tummy, and that was it. So I, I, um, I read, no. I read my wee girl the entire the entire book of Winnie the Pooh when she was in Mum's tum. But I feel bad about no, it. No, I um, if I was to give the bump a name at the time with the twins inside, it would have been um, something really sentimental and catchy, like the reason I've just taken on six new club residencies and I'll be working every weekend for the rest of the year. I remember when Claire was expecting Laurie. We, we Claire and I went to, and Claire was quite heavily pregnant at the time and you know bump in full effect and uh, we went to see Riverdance at the Playhouse and <laughs> let me tell you what turned out to be Lonnie was going mental and the clothes were feeling and she was going bananas because it was just I don't know if it was that beat or what but uh, that's that's another baby just came came to me there that was Lonnie was just kicking up what is this like a flat layer they were giving a yeehaw did you, what's the dilemma this week, John? Oh, the dilemma, it's, it's from Chris yeah. in Edinburgh. He is Ailey's dad. Ailey's 14, getting attention from boys. Chris doesn't like any of them, uh, but Ailey's decided she likes one at least. He's called Ross, and they are now going out together. Ailey wants to have Ross round to the house and most yeah. likely, most likely up to her room. Chris wants Ooh. to know... Where is the best stretch of the M74 to dump a body? No, he wants <laughs> he wants dad vice on how to deal with it. It's it's the chat territory. Grant, you you, you must have been through this at least. How old is Ailey? Ailey is fourteen. Right. <laughs> I mean that is that Not. can't you, your daughter's now what nineteen? So you've 19, you've, yeah. you've had it all right from baby mm. to adult. Mm. So 
what is the worst? No age? chance. It's fourteen, isn't it? Fourteen uh, is. But I mean, to be honest, we 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 were all right <clears throat> with Laurie <clears throat> from that point of view uh, through those, those sort of teen years. <clears throat> but so we we didn't actually have a conversation like this at that age. <clears throat> but. As the father <clears throat> who has a daughter who was fourteen at one point. Okay, you get emotional with this story. If there was, <laughs> if there was, if there was even the slightest hint of her having a boyfriend, right? Let alone want him to stay over. <laughs> I would be outside in my driveway with a pitchfork, going, "Yeah, and think so, son. No chance. <clears throat> so no, absolutely." Hundred no, absolute no. I I don't I don't think actually though. Um, judging by uh, by Chris's email, he, it's not to stay over, is it, John? It's it's it's, it's not it's not. Of... It's just simply to go up to the room. So uh, does yeah. he let them? Does he let them go up to the room? Does he does he speak to the boy? Does he say? Uh, yeah. you know, well, listen, listen. If up. he arrives, if he arrives, and um, you know, if you've still got the baby monitors, uh, then that's absolutely <laughs> fine. Uh, and just allow them just just walk in, sort of ten minutes in, go hi there. Right, I'm just going to put this wee Fisher yeah. Price thing just there. <laughs> All right, then have a nice chat, everyone. Um, um, yeah. And then you get mum, yes. mum to bustle in with tea and toast <clears throat> later yes. on. Yeah, uh, yeah, all you, that. You, yeah. I mean, boyfriends are a part uh, and part on part and parcel of, of of that territory that you that you have to go through. And um, you know, we have all been there. We have been 14, 15, 16 year old boys. So we yeah, that's, know exactly. That's very, that... That will exactly. very much be my problem. Yes, yeah. that's your problem. You got a double. You got you know. You have to have a double barrel shot. Oh, I know. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's. We didn't have that issue uh, as such when she was only fourteen. But um, I would I would be pacing. either that or you I'd didn't catch her having that <laughs> <laughs> issue. Uh, it's, it is it is a tricky one. It is one that you're obviously going to have to have that conversation. It's time that, that you 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 sit your daughter down. You sit your wife down, the three of you say, right, we're going to have a grown-up conversation. I'm going to go yeah. and put the kettle on. Mum's got something to say. <laughs> and then <laughs> I would go. <laughs> Gary, obviously, you, your your daughters are not at that age yet. They're, they're eight. Um, but, I mean, double-barreled, man. This is a big she problem is. for you in, in a few years' time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just hoping that either one of them, and I have encouraged this, is an absolute grass so that, you know, <laughs> we've got a direct line of... Inf Rachel's definitely showing signs of being a grass, um, which helps. So, you know, if that if that does the trick, fair enough. But as Grant says, I mean, it genuinely would be me sat like this, uh, saying, "Right, time for the chat. Here's your ball." Um, <laughs> <laughs> you just got to hope that you know. Uh, Grant says, in fact, you you've all said we've all been that age. But for me, that's sometimes the problem. Not that I was going about doing things I shouldn't do in them. I was 14. I'm surprised at the age there. Mm. And maybe I'm just a bit scared because that is closer to my today than I really thought it was. <laughs> but, mm. uh, you know, and, and Holly's already into her boyfriends. I mean, she came home in tears on the first day of school um, because the classes had been changed due to COVID and uh, Eddie's not in her class. So, oh. and she was looking, you know, and, and this was after they'd been torn apart for so many months. I mean, I could well up telling you about it, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I would do exactly what Grand did and hand over to uh, mm. the moms. Do you know, I, wor I worry more about the boys than the girls. You know what I mean? I've only got one boy, but you know what I mean? Because, you know, you like to think you'll impart enough uh, wisdom and, and models so that they know 
you know, I, I don't know why why that is. Is that the case for any of you? I just well, for you, Grant, obviously, I just it's it's, it's it, a strange it, one. It's a strange one because you get to a point where. Uh, I think it's it's difficult to have that conversation when they get just that bit older. It's like, Dad, I don't need you. We don't have to talk. And and all you can do is sort of hope at that point, in that stage, you've given them enough about morals, about character, about respect, about how you treat people generally, you know. Uh, and uh, and then when they're taking that 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 next stage, it's all it's all part of it. And and part and what I've always tried to to get through to Sam is what I got from my own dad was just, you know, be a nice guy and, and be somebody that, that people want to hang out with and be, you know, be friendly with people and, and respect people and treat them as, as again, it's an old cliche, but it's, it's something that's very true is, is treat them as, as you like to be treated yourself. And, um, and that's, that's, it's, it's a strange one because nobody tells you how to do it. Nobody, and be that basically that be that structure. guy that people people want to invite into their bedrooms. Age fourteen, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the thing with it, I mean, I, I'm probably I probably will be that guy, and I'll like most things in life. You try and address it with humor. So I think I can actually now that you're making me think about it, I can picture that scenario where they're in the hallway and he comes in and she wants to go upstairs, and that's where I'll be like, you know, hands on my knees, saying, bending over, well. There's nothing that you can't do in that spare room in, in the, in the, I was say the TV room. That sounds posh. You can go into that living room there. There's nothing you can't do there that you can do upstairs, right, son? <laughs> it's it's um, it's Reggie, isn't it, from Bad Boys Two? You know the the scene where Reggie comes to the door, to take out um, Martin Lawrence's daughter. Who the f is Reggie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, the boy. It's, a, it's a strange thing because it, it's kind of. You know, Laurie is, you know, has had a, a couple of boyfriends over the last sort of two or three years or whatever, and they've come into the house, and I can't help it. I just sit like that. <laughs> I just look at, I can't, normally I'm quite chipper and quite chatting. All right, how's it You're going? straight into Panto Sam, I'm straight, I have my raised eyebrow and everything. All right. And if he doesn't go, nice, very, very nice to meet you, Mr. Stott. Mr. Stott, I have to get Mr. Stott the first uh, one. If that, oh, don't okay. get that. Mm -mm -mm. That's it. All right. Well, listen. Um, I don't think um, we actually got a final word. Does, uh, are they allowed to the bedroom or not? Yes or no, Grant? No. Gary? No. Okay. No. I mean, there's I'll your, there's your advice right there from our. <laughs> okay, from our uh, from our dude dads, uh, Gary Spence and Grant Stott, who will be back next episode. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, hang on. Uh, yes. I've got another, I've got my 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 dad joke. Oh, that's uh, right. We didn't have time for it last week. Last week we run out of time. Didn't have time for it last time. So, are you ready? Well, <coughs> actually, we're out of time this week, but you can try it again next week, Grant. Thanks very much. Yeah, I, I need to. I need to get off as well. So, all right. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, this week's dad vice from Gary Spence and Grant Stott. If you have a question for them, search Two Dad Dads on Facebook or Twitter, or get us at twoDadDads.com. Hi, I'm Amelia. If I read this out. My daddy's going to buy me a pony. Two dad dads. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast this time. If you found it of any of it useful or funny, then why not become our pal on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram? If you're on there, we are too. We'd love to be mates. Find us there, two dad dads, or go to two daddads.com. Any handy people or organisations uh, to know from today's show uh, are in the show notes. And if you could, please rate and review us and also hit subscribe and then you'll get our show every week. Now, next week, we chat about the pros and cons of attending antenatal class. Uh, Bex is on that for us and the Dude Dads are back as well, working through another dilemma. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye.